am Dr. Karen Becker, and welcome to this year's Can We Awareness Week. Can We is the Companion Animal and Nutrition Wellness Institute, and every year we do an Awareness Week to bring valuable insights and information to you, the pet parents. This year's Awareness Week is entitled Insights into Commercial Pet Food. Can we do better? Yes, we can. And every day we're interviewing an esteemed guest within the pet food industry to help us better understand the issues, the latest research, and what we can do as veterinarians and pet parents to nourish our animals better. I hope you enjoy today's interview. Welcome everybody to Can We Awareness Week. We're focusing in on commercial pet food, and I have a very lovely guest with me today, a dear friend, a colleague, Dr. Laura Gaylord. And Laura, and I'm going to call you Laura, uh, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm very honored to be here to speak to you. And um, I am currently a veterinary nutritionist. I've been a veterinarian for over 24 years at this point. Uh, I started my career in general practice and worked in an integrative holistic uh, rehabilitation practice for several years, but then chose to do a clinical nutrition residency so I could bring together my love for nutrition and wellness. And so now I'm focusing on homemade diet formulations and I do work with Donna as well. We do some supplement consultations together. Um, so I'm very excited to be here and talking with you today. Thank you. I'm, you know, I'm very thrilled to have you. Uh, anyways, let's see if we can stay out of trouble. But first thing I want to talk to you about is, um, you know, pet parents uh, must be so overwhelmed. I and mean, when you walk into a pet store, which a lot of us haven't for a while, or say you order online, you're just overwhelmed by the number of pet brands, pet food brands, dry can there's just you know shelf after shelf after shelf and then there's this whole new area of like fresh food like there's you know raws there's like homemade like freeze dried it, i mean it's got to be very very confusing what would you say in your opinion as a veterinary nutritionist what are the pros and cons of say like the traditional diets we're more used to the the dry and canned foods what do you think some of the positives and negatives of those diets are Sure. Yeah, I get a lot of questions about that. So I, I do uh, not just homemade diet formulations, but I do have clients that want more than that as far as options. So we talk about commercial foods as well as homemade foods and all the diet forms. And I, I think most people are more and more looking for having more control and information about their diets. And they also want to feed more fresh foods to their pets, less processed foods overall. And so the fresh diets give us that in the foods are less processed and more fresh forms. Um, certainly the raw diets are the least processed, uh, but as compared to dry kibble foods, these are going to be your more processed or ultra processed diets typically, um, which people are really trying to move away from as their doctors are telling them eat more whole foods, fresh foods, shop the perimeter of the grocery store. A lot of people want to do that for their pets too. So, but it does come at a cost. Um, the fresher diets do have to be more concerned about shelf stability, um, keeping them fresh, not letting them spoil. Um, whereas the more processed foods obviously are more shelf stable and can last longer. So there's some compromises you make with those food forms too. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, the, 
the shelf life of dry and canned, I mean, is it can be a long time. And then I'm sure there's price point issues too, where some of these newer homemade-like diets, um, those are probably, they don't, you know, you got to use them or they're going to spoil and costs are involved too. So I, it, it's a lot of, you know, decision-making for pet parents to make. And I think that, you know, we're as veterinarians, we're so used to the dry and canned. I think this area of fresh homemade-like, freeze-dried, raw diets, that, that's a growing, growing area in the pet food industry. And, and I, I like your term you're using because I'm starting to use that too. I think uh, we need to start kind of categorizing foods based on processing. It, it's something they do in human foods and they do it, it one because it helps with studies and research. If we say, okay, this is uh, processed or we could have a food that maybe uh, the ingredients had some processing and then the final, those ingredients come together. So you have processed ingredients that come together to form a final food that would be considered like ultra processed. And then like you mentioned, the least processed would be a raw, maybe that has a HPP or some type of bacterial kill stage. The commercial dyes, the commercial AFCO raw dyes, they have to have something like that, right? And the homemade diets have some cooking too for that bacteria issue. And those would be our minimally processed foods. I, I like that because I think it allows you and I to have conversations with clients and veterinarians about all these different foods and, and for us to get educated about them. Because you know, for a long time, I think you know, the, when the raw food was coming forward, there is a lot of controversy surrounding that because of concern for bacteria, you know, salmonella, listeria, all those kinds of things. And, but now can you explain how, you know, a commercial raw food that you buy and a commercial, commercial dry food, how, how do we, how are we, um, pet parents know that those are safe? How do we, who, Who's in charge of that stuff? <laughs> well, these are these are all really good questions. Um, and, and most of the companies that are making these diets now, the less processed or even the raw diets, are putting steps in place to check for bacterial contamination, potential pathogen risks with these diets, or they should be. And that's a question to ask the company. So if you don't know, reach out to them and ask, what are they doing to assure that the food is safe? This is no different than what would apply to any commercial dog food. So that includes dry foods or canned diets. There should be quality steps in place that are checking for bacterial pathogens, um, the risk of contamination and so forth. So um, we know that we have recalls on dry kibble diets for salmonella, just like we could potentially for raw diets. So all of these foods should be subject really to the same standards. And that kind of also goes to when we talk to pet parents that when they're handling any type of pet food and then, oh my gosh, you know, those treats and all the chews and things like that, there's a potential for bacteria on those. And, and we need to we need to really think about safe food handling, just like we do our food. I always find it interesting when I talk to, to pet parents that they don't realize that the pet food industry, the commercial dyes, whether it's dry, canned, raw, homemade, like they have this like zero tolerance. They have to be on their toes and sometimes they have recalls, but they should be doing what's best that we don't have that contamination where our own chicken that has bacteria. 
but we we know to wash things and surfaces and stuff. But I think the concept should kind of be that we all with food handling think about food safety across the board. I think that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. I, I think for my clients that are doing homemade diets, you know, the risk of preparing a raw homemade diet on your own might actually be greater than purchasing a diet that's commercially raw because it has steps in place to check for pathogens. So this is why we, we have these conversations with homemade diet formulators all the time. Yeah. I'd like the other thing you mentioned too, is contacting companies, you know, going back to the pet food companies and asking those questions. And that kind of goes to this concept of transparency. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what kind of things do you think pet parents want to know or pet food companies should be telling us? Well, I think we should have as much information as we can possibly get from them. So more information is always better. Um, so, you know, if, if we contact them and we ask questions about food safety or the nutritional analysis, all of that data should be shared with us and actually doing that, reaching out, asking those questions, see if they're able to answer those questions and what types of information they are willing to share with you. Those are all revealing uh, of the practices and the philosophy of that company. So establishing the trust there is a, is a really good idea and reaching out and trying to get the information is always going to be helpful. Yeah, and that goes beyond reading labels because it's not all labels. You really got to do some digging. But um, I think you've given us some great information for our pet parents. And, you know, now we're always trying to decide the best diet. So I, you know, you've gone through your career and become a board certified veterinary nutritionist, you know, all the research and science that's out there. So how can, how do we rate these diets? Is a ultra processed food because it's been out a long time. Is that the best diet or is maybe a more a homemade like diet, a better diet? How, what does this, what does the science say about this? <laughs> that's well, that's a really good question. Um, the science we have on, on foods in general is actually very limited as far as whole diets, what the effect of an entire whole diet is for the lifetime of the pet. Uh, we, we've kind of fallen into a place where we think the norm is dry kibble and canned diets, um, but we haven't always fed dogs this way. And this is an advent of food technology that has made this very convenient and easy for us. But we don't have a study that says that feeding dry kibble dog food is the best choice for all dogs at all life stages for their entire lives. But we don't also have a study that says feeding fresh food diets is better or superior either. So it works both ways. We have more studies on individual nutrients within foods or combinations of nutrients, especially as they apply to maybe disease conditions but we're still waiting for these long-term studies, I guess, for what is the best, the optimal diet for the healthy dog to give us the longest lifespan free of diseased conditions. Um, so, and this, this is what we work with as nutritionists. So my personal philosophy is I, I do lean towards, I believe less processed is better. You know, as we, I know during this conference, we're talking about processing effects and the advent of um, AGEs or ages, we're calling them and what that impact that might have on health. So we know that we're going to get less of this in our less processed food forms. And we know in humans that that is a positive, that we can reduce disease risk if we we do this. So it makes sense to me that this might also apply to our pets. And so I do talk to pet owners about perhaps including more fresh foods in their diets in any way that they can accomplish that safely and still have an overall balanced diet for that dog for their lifetime. 
Thank you so much, Laura. That's great information. I really, really appreciate you spending some time with us this week. Um, it's our Can We Awareness. We're going to learn more. And I think you're going to come back and, and maybe talk some more about some other things. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to. You have a great day. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye-bye.